You have a gift. You have a talent. You have the ability to share and spread messages of love and hope to the world, no matter who you are or where you have been in life. Welcome to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with Felicia Hill. No matter your position in life, understand that others are with you, and it is possible to transform and find happiness. Now, here is your host, Felicia A. Hill. What up, what up, what up? I'm your host, Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill, and I want to welcome you back to the show. Get ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. Now, before we start, you know how we are. Let's get prepared. I need to make sure you guys have your pens, your paper, your journals, notebook, posty notes, pieces of paper, brown paper bags, whatever you're going to write on, whatever you're going to use, get your utensil and get your paper right now. Because there are going to be a few things that I'm going to ask you to take some notes on. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm encouraging you to keep your notes this week and last week and the weeks to come. Because what I want to do, my hopes is to try and get to the 13th week and then go back to the first week and compare and contrast what you've written down. And let's see if anything's changed in your life, uh, if you've picked any of the five um Topics that we've talked about, personal, professional, physical, finances, spirituality, and relationships. You pick one of those and let's see which ones you can develop to the point where people notices the change in your life. So get your pens, get your paper, and make notes. You should have three fears on there from last week. And you should have three things that you are going to implement in your life that is going to help you execute peak performance. So... Um, I'll wait for you to get your pens. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to do that, and then we're going to move on. Again, I appreciate you guys tuning in for the second episode. Um, if you have friends, go ahead and text them and tell them that they could they could download, I mean, they could go on voiceamerica.com slash empowerment, look for Felicia A. Hill, click on it, and I should be up uh, in the front page because I am on live right now. Okay, so check this out. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you think that you can cheat death? I'm going to let you think about that for a second. Ask yourself, do you really think you can cheat death? Nobody. Nobody can. We don't have the control of when we die, but we do have the control of the life that we have in front of us. And what do you want your legacy to be after you live this short life of 70 to 85 years? What do you want to do and how do you want to solidify your legacy? How do you want people to remember you? When you're thinking about working, how many of you are working and plan on working until you can retire? Or are you just working for the money? How many want to work in a space where are using your purpose and is contributing to making the world a better place? Because if you are Then you're working in your calling and a calling is like it's a strong inner impulse toward a course of action, especially when accompanied by a strong conviction of divine influence. So it's something that is pulling or pushing you to do something specific. How many of you truly know what you were called to do? Just like purpose, we all have a specific calling on our lives. And how do you know it's your calling and not just some weird feeling? Believe it or not, you were being groomed from a very young age regarding your calling. You don't realize it, but it was happening. And I'll give you an example. When I was in the fifth grade, I knew something was different. I knew this. When I was in the fifth grade, I played a little old lady. I had the I had the old lady glasses. I had gray hair. I had sagging stockings, um, and I played a little old lady in a play. And after the play, at the end, I received a standing ovation. A standing ovation in the fifth grade, and I thought to myself, "Man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be on somebody's stage doing something." Now, that's how I looked at it in the fifth grade. But then things, other things started to happen, like when I got my grade card, my grade card would say, 
Felicia is a great student. However, she talks entirely too much and they would always underline entirely. Now, me telling you about writing on our grade cards, that's giving you my age, but that's a different topic. So don't don't mind that. (laughs) But it was underlined. And when I look back at these incidents, I see that they was preparing me for today. I've been training for this since since I can remember. And I know that I'm supposed to be on somebody's stage uh, using my words. Understand that everything we go through elevates us and is preparing us for the calling that God has on us to help us develop our purpose. Now, the purpose we will use to serve others. When we pour into our spirituality and begin to build stronger relationships with God, you're more likely to be led to your calling. The question is, once you pursue it, will you go after it as hard as you can or will you brush it off? Let me help you understand what a calling is so you can kind of um, digest it. How do you know if it's your calling? First of all, you have a sense of wanting to get closer to God or something pulls you to the church or you start to develop a spiritual life and you want to just have a connection with God or church or church people. Two, when you're in an environment, you can't shake the feeling of wanting to belong to that environment. You're comfortable and it doesn't feel like a job when you're in that environment. You're talking to people and you're talking with boldness and confidence and it's fun and it brings you a lot of joy. Three, you just want to be obedient and you want to start to walk in the purpose. You want to start to walk in this newfound environment that you found. You walk with confidence You'll you'll find that doors will start to open, opportunities will come, and and it's things that that you never thought would happen. They start to happen now, and you find yourself kind of wondering, how did that happen? Well, it's, it's about your calling, and if God wants you closer to it, then he starts to activate things around you to make it happen. But check this out. Don't, don't think for one minute that you're not going to come up against some hardships because they happen. Whenever you're walking in your purpose, hardships, they're going to come. And there's hardships. They're they're things that you can't explain. And trust me, it may steal your joy and it may make you feel like you never going to recover from it. You're never going to find joy. You're never going to be happy, but you will. Somehow you'll know it has to do with your calling and that brings you some sense of peace. Just prepare yourself and surround yourself with positive people, God-like people. The more you conquer these hardships, the better and stronger you'll feel and the the more you'll want to do God's work. And number four, you'll start to remember the great things that God has done for you. And then you're going to want to help others in the same way. You're just not going to want people to go through what you went through. So you'll try harder to acknowledge the calling and follow the purpose. Listen, we got to understand it's God's desire. It's his desire for us to live in our calling that he's designed for us. He wants wants us to walk in our purpose and he wants us fulfilling it. And he will equip you with everything you need to overcome any obstacle. And he will help you complete any task that he gives you. As long as you line yourself up with your calling and your purpose. Know that he wants to reward you when he decide, when you decide to walk in your calling and you complete your purpose. If you really want a better relationship with God, I'll you. Because he will show up and show out. But you better be journey. And that journey is a journey of discovery. 
and it's a journey of transformation and he's going to take you on a ride. So you say journey of transformation and discovery. I mean, what do you mean by that, Felicia? Hmm. Let me say this. Way before I found my true calling, I was in a dark place. I mean, I was in a place uh, of funk that I didn't know how to describe. Um, I had not had my aha moment with God yet. As a matter of fact, when I was in this dark place, I was cursing God. I was cursing God. It was so many things in my life that was going wrong. It was so many things in my life that that I didn't understand. And I started to blame God. I mean, I was an athlete. I was an all American and I went to the university and I gained like 50 pounds my freshman year. Um, after four years on that scholarship, I hadn't got my four year degree yet. Uh, I had a terrible experience at the university uh, on both levels, the, the, the classroom and um, on the um, basketball floor. I just had so much anger. I had so much resentment. I had so much guilt, shame, whatever you want to call it. I had it going on and I cursed him. And I'm going to tell you all what, man, honest to God's truth. Two weeks later, I was in a near-fatal car accident, and it crushed me. It crushed me from head to toe. Now, think of this. Remember, I've been called to do something way before I realized it. I knew I was called to do something before this happened. I knew I had a purpose. So now I get in this car accident that crushes me from head to toe, and starts me all over again. So let me tell you what, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So I got bleeding on my brain. Cause I tell you, he crushed me head to toe. Bleeding on my brain, torn rotator cuff, bruised sternum, bleeding in my stomach, fractured femur, dislocated kneecaps, and I fractured my big toe. Oh, a compound fracture to my right tibia and fibula. I wore a halo for about four months. I had pins in my leg for about five months. I was no weight bearing for about six months. Head to toe. But you got to realize that as long as you're still on this earth, As long as you're still breathing, you have a purpose, you have a gift, you have something that you are supposed to be offering. And I truly believe that's why I was spared. I was given my second chance to discover my calling and I was given my second chance to walk in my purpose and live the life that God had desired for me. And I want you all to understand when I say that he is show up and show out. During my recovery, God showed up and revealed himself three times to me. Three times. Three times. I understand before we can begin to learn, we have to have that aha moment and discover who God is. And I had my aha moment. And I believe my calling was being revealed. Uh, If it wasn't being revealed, it was being exposed, more exposed. And it was letting me, it was tapping me on my neck, tapping me on my head, letting me know you got something bigger to do. So I ask you, what that you want to do? What chose you? Have you ever experienced the urge that your calling is seeking you? Ask yourself, what will you do if your calling chooses you today? Ask yourself that. Before all this happened, I thought I had to, I thought I had my whole life to figure out my hopes and my dreams. I knew what I wanted to do. But how many of you know my plans were not the same as God's plans? And I'm going to tell y'all, how many of y'all know your plans don't match God's plans? I was in a great space spiritually, emotionally, when another hardship hit me in, in 1998. I was hit with the hardest, hard, one of the hardest hardships that I had to deal with. 
I knew what my purpose was, but I didn't know how I was supposed to use it. So I was about to find that out. After two, almost three years of recovery, I went back to school. I received my bachelor's. I got it in 97. And I'd be darned if a year later my dad don't die. I was already on disability from my car accident. You know what I said to myself? I said, self, what the hell? I'm on disability. I get a check every month. My apartment is only $88 a month. I don't need no job. I don't need nobody. All I need is some hot dogs, buns, vanilla cookies, sugar corn pops, a fifth of gin, and some beer. That's all I need. That's what I ate, and that's what I drank for two, almost three months. Very good friends. Jennifer Thompson Henderson came up to me, and she said, yo, yo, sis, we didn't come all this way to go through what we went through for you to be here. I'm like this. No, that's not what we did. And that's not what we're going to do. Turn in. Turn in a resume. I said, Jay, I don't want to work with the badass kids. Hey, when God got a plan, he got a plan. So I turned in my resume. And um, I probably went to my interview hungover. Watch this. And you know what? God would not let me lie on those questions. Every question they asked me, I answered it. And I answered it as if I really knew what these kids needed from me. I had never worked with them, didn't want to work with them, but everything came out right. Everything they threw at me, I was able to answer. Got the job, was in the job two weeks, two weeks, and I verbally committed to retire from Harbor. Loved that career, loved doing what I was doing, but I'm going to tell you, when God show up, he show out and he ready. He ready to take care of you. He ready to do what he's supposed to do. And when he call you, you better be ready. So if you have not discovered your calling and you're not walking in your purpose. So you can start to live the life that you deserve. Then I want to encourage you to start today. And for you young folk out there, I encourage you to pursue your dreams, your destiny and your purpose. As soon as you realize it. Don't try to put it off till tomorrow. Start living it. Your life will be so much easier. Do you know what you've been called to do? What's your dream? What do you want to do? And I'm going to encourage you now to write it down. If it's something outside of what you do today, I'm going to encourage you to write it down. Understand this, man, you one of 160 little swimmers, 160 million little swimmers, and you got through. You got through. You're the special one. You get the chance to experience this life. Amazing it is when you do it. When you're, when you're, when you're done doing what you do, what do you want people to say about you? What do you want your legacy to be? Now, we got do-overs in Jacks. We got do-overs in 21. But there's no do-over in life. You get one time. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the time to make it happen. So if you're sitting around waiting for your ship to come in, you want to be waiting a long time. Because you got to put some effort in this. You have to put some effort in this. You have to start trying new things. You have to start implementing little hobbies to see what your niche is. Nothing comes to you waiting. You have to go get it. And I talked about Steve Harvey last week. And he said, every successful person has to jump. Eventually, you're going to have to jump 
You cannot just exist in life. You can't just walk around thinking things are going to happen. You have got to try and live the best life that you have. So if you're waking up feeling like there's more to your life than you believe it is, then there's more to your life than you believe it is. Do you have a gut feeling you should be doing something else? Then you should be doing something else. Do you get goosebumps when you think of that one thing? Is there something that brings you more joy than anything else? What is it? What is that one thing that you can wake up to and you can go to it with a smile on your face and be okay not getting paid? (laughs) Just understand, man, we all given a gift. We all got talent that no one else has. Yep. There are many counselors out there. Yep. There are many lawyers out there. There's many doctors out there. But Dr. John can't do the same thing that Dr. Jill can. They each something specific that the other one don't. You're not going after what, what you feel you should be doing. Decide to find out what your calling is and prepare to live with it so it can live through you. I remember one of my coaches telling me I didn't give 100%. He said, when you play, you don't give 100%. Well, I got into a space at when I actually met my goal, when I actually met my goal and I thought I was at the top of my game, then I didn't put no more in it. I mean, I thought I was at the top of my game, so I didn't think I had to put anything else in it. But he said, You get complacent. And the more you get complacent, the better the people around you get. And those people practice and practice, and they practice to the point where their better got my best. And now they were better than I was because I made my goal and I got complacent. And that's one thing that we can't do. We always got to push forward. We always got to make it happen. You cannot just sit on your talent and think that things are going to come to you. So it's time for you to man up or mouse out. Steve Harvey went on to say, the only way one can store the gift packed away in a backpack in their in their in their parachute and jump and you pull a cord. Now it may not open right away, but don't panic. If it don't open right away, there's gonna be uh moments that you take a breath, there's gonna be moments that you hold your breath, there's gonna be moments where you might sway to the left and you might sway to the right. It's gonna be fearful moments, it's gonna be panic moments, you're gonna feel like you might smash into a mountain or crash into a tree. But eventually, it opens up. And after all that time of being scared, your chute opens and that gift falls out. And it's the one thing that you love, that passion that no one else has. And it'll carry you like the wind right into your greatness. It's your gift. And it's the thing that's going to give you everything, everything your heart desires. You ain't living If you're not happy doing what you love to do. And it's your responsibility to figure your gift out. Is it always easy? Hell no. But if you're still alive, then you still have something to offer this world. You might as well be having fun and enjoying life while you do it. I knew working with kids in that atmosphere was my calling after those first two weeks. And I did it for a long time, 19 years. And I still think it's somewhat of my calling. But um, I think that it's just time for me to do something on another platform with a different audience. I was being pulled and I was being pushed to do something different uh, and to get out of the, the school environment. But again, I got complacent. I got comfortable. <laughs> I got comfortable 
and I was counting on my greatness and I was sitting behind that desk and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And God snatched me out of that job so quick and closed that door so fast it was impossible for me to return. He made it so I would not want to go back. And he put it on my heart to use my words to impact, empower, and uplift from a motivational speaker's perspective. And I'll do this until he pulls or pushes me to do something else. Because my ultimate purpose is to serve others. That's your ultimate purpose. You find your calling, you go into your purpose, and you serve others. I realize my gifts are my words, whether I'm up I'm I'm behind this desk, I'm on a radio station, I'm on a comedy stage, I'm doing a tranny, or I'm sitting one-on-one with somebody. I believe it's time for me to utilize my words or my gift in a different way now. And I just encourage you guys to do the same. I've been planning for this moment since 1993. But I was afraid to jump, so God pushed me. Now I'm pulling my cord knowing eventually... I will sail into the plan that he has for me. So what do you want to do? What is it that you want to do? What is your plan? What is your purpose? I want to empower. I want to impact and I want to uplift. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the seven things that I think can help you reach your calling or solidify your calling. And we're also going to talk about some things to motivate you and keep you in your job that you think is your calling today. We'll be back in three minutes. You're listening to Felicia Hill. Get ready for the breakthrough on voiceamerica.com. Thank you. See you in three minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarock Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Get Ready, Get Ready for Your Breakthrough with Felicia A. Hill. To participate in our discussion today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or make your voice heard via email to fellyhill at gmail.com. Now back to Get Ready. Welcome back to Get Ready Breakthrough. I'm your host, Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill. Uh, before we left for break, we talked a little, about a, a little bit about what a calling was. What, a call, what does your calling look like? It looks like you, uh, you want to get closer to God. Um, if you feel good in an environment, when you're working in that environment, you find yourself very comfortable in it, and you start to want to be more obedient towards your purpose. And uh, you remember how God treats you and what he's done for you. And with that feeling, you want to help others. As we continue on, I want to talk about six things that kind of help me understand my calling 
and it allowed me to walk more in my purpose and kind of move uh, to the next level. So, but as I said, if you're walking, if you, if, if waking up, if you waking up and you believe in this more in your life than it is, then you have to believe and trust your gut. Ask if you're at a crossroad. Are you feel fearful? Are you questioning what to do? Um, are you questioning if it's possible to, to fall in and reach your purpose? Are you saying, oh, man, I can't, can't do that because I don't have the money? Oh, it's too late. Hell, I felt the same way for many years. But let me tell you, greatness doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen over time. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't have a time period. Because, again, God gave each one of us, he gave us a gift. And it may take some of us longer to find ours. But trust me. You have to you have to step out of your comfort zone and you gotta stretch yourself and see what you can do and what you can't do and then go after it. I mean, I don't always feel comfortable or confident uh, about the things that I do. I've experienced some things that almost killed me, literally took the joy right out of me. And um I've had some shit happen to me that stole my joy. And uh, it knocked me down to the point that I thought I was losing my mind. But uh, I'll address some of those issues uh, in a late episode. But I'll tell you about one time with one of my kids. One of my kids, the little kid, man, he's about 13 years old, and he looked like he was about seven. And he had just walked in and some kids had just jumped him. And I'm going to tell you what, I was going through my own little uh, pity party and a joy after some traumatic experiences. And I saw my, my, my little man come in and I said, man, what happened? And he was like, oh, I just, got, I just got jumped. And I'm like, what do you mean you just got jumped? He said, well, a couple of the guys beat me up on, uh, on the bus. And he was telling me this uh, while he was all ruffled up and reading Harry Potter at the same time. So I went out in the hall and I was screaming, um, you know, who who did this to him? Who hurt him? And then I screamed, you know, who's going to fix his trauma? And then I started to scream it over and over again. And I was like, who's going to fix his trauma? Who's going to fix his trauma? I hope they don't expect me to fix his trauma. And I just kept screaming, who's going to fix his trauma until the last time I said it, I said, who's going to fix my trauma? And I just had my moment. I had my breakdown. I just lost it. And it was one of those aha moments. It was one of those aha moments. And even though I lost it and even though I broke down, even though I didn't have any direction, I didn't have any, um, I felt like I didn't have any purpose. Um, I still was showing love and compassion for someone, um, even though I didn't feel like I was getting passion for what I was going through. And I realized after that, that I had to do what was going to make me happy. I had to walk in greatness and go after my dream, be obedient to my calling, follow my purpose. But before I could do that, I had to do a few things. And these are some of the things that I came up with that I thought would solidify my calling, get me closer to my purpose, and... uh, bring me um, somewhat of my joy back. So I'm going to encourage you, get your pens and your pencils and these next six things down because I think that they're, I think they're basic enough that people can implement them in their lives. The first one is this. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to let it out. So... 
take another deep breath. And one more. Now ask yourself, don't that feel good? Because sometimes I think we take that next breath for granted. We're always talking about the next moment, the next day. We're not promised. Heck, we're not promised the next breath. So I'm going to ask you from this moment on, be grateful. Be grateful you took a breath and another breath and another breath. Be grateful you woke up this day to go after your dream. Stop putting off till tomorrow what you do today. Just like the next moment is not promised, tomorrow is not promised either. I was grateful for always waking up, and I'm going to be grateful for always having another chance to impact, empower, and uplift those I come in contact with. So be grateful. The second thing I want you to do is identify your vision. What is it that you are here to do? What is it that will make you happy? I believe like many, we should be doing what we love to do. I got to do. People walk around talking about, I got to work. I got to pay my bills. I got to keep doing this is the only thing I know. Check this out. You got a vision and you got it. And I knew when I was in the sixth, fifth and sixth grade that my words were going to be my gift. When I got my grade card, like I told you, my teacher put, she talks entirely too much and that entirely was underlined. When I look back on that, I know, I know that has to do with this. Number three is be willing to take on your biggest fears. We fear a lot of things, failures, successes, judgment, not having the confidence to, to go forward. I feared myself. Doing a project and letting others review it, I feared letting people read my work. I feared flying as for my homework, I was afraid if, if I let somebody read it, they would critique it and it wouldn't be good enough. And people would put me down and question my, uh, my abilities because of my age and where I was at in my career. And even though there were multiple programs for the school that I worked at, I still questioned how good I was. I don't know anymore. I know I have a gift. I know I can build rapport. I know I can de-escalate just about any kid. But I still question my abilities and my greatness. Now with this flying, man, I was just claustrophobic. And I knew as soon as I got ball playing, <laughs> I would lose all my air. This is a true story. Every time I got on the plane, I had to follow the person's feet in front of me because as soon as my arms touched the chairs, the plane would just, it would just, just shrivel up around me. Understand that fear freezes people up and instead we should allow fear to propel us, propel us into action, to do something different so that we can get a different outcome. And I said it last week, what if we allow fear to get us as much as we, wait, what was it? What was it last week? If we took our fear, if we, if we put as much energy in fear um, to motivate us to the next level, no, much into success as we do in, into fear, how successful will we be? We put so much emphasis on fear that we're unable to do anything. Um, the fourth thing I want you to do is this. Develop a plan. Just, just develop a plan. 
Don't go leaping out of your plane without your parachute, like Steve said. Turn your excuses into execution to just go for it. Push through, scratch through, punch through, do whatever you have to do to develop your gift. Set the goals you need to set. You can make short-term goals. You can make long-term goals. But you need to apply a timeline to everything. And you need to put a small plan of action behind it in order for you to move forward. Understand, everything is a learning curve. And everything that happened to us happens to us to elevate us to the next level. So if things don't go your way, don't. Take the curve and keep going. My plan started small. I started with Toastmasters. Um, then I started to do trainings. And then I signed up to be uh, a national trainer, CPI. And I just improved and added more stuff on there until I became comfortable getting up in front of people. Um, comedy, I added comedy to that. I did that before I did all of it. But the more I got up in front of people, the more comfortable and confident I got and the more I wanted to do it. And then I just took the leap. And um, here I am. Not only did I co-create my first conference a couple years ago, now I'm here on my own radio station talking about the one thing that I love to talk about, and that's impact, empowering, uplifting people. So the other, uh, number five, I think I'm on number five, stay committed. Nothing happens overnight. You got to put some work into it. Just stay true to your own ideas and don't get caught up into you using other people's ideas. It's your journey. It's not theirs. It's your vision. They can't see what you see. Others won't know what you're doing and they can't tell you how to get there. You have to speak what you want into existence. Put it in the air. The more you do, the more you put it in the air, the more like-minded people hear what you're talking about and then they gravitate toward it. And then you get to talking to people who are doing the exact same thing you are doing and you get the networking and then you guys have created some kind of program that's going to make some, some kind of impact on somebody's life. Live as, live as though it has already come true. Don't live like you talk like it's already a success. Talk as though it already has happened. Let this be your motivator. I write all the time and I always get, um, I always get up and I always talk. Whenever I can talk to somebody, I talk to them. Whenever I can motivate somebody, I motivate them. Whenever I can say a quote, I say a quote. <laughs> because that's all I want to do. As for writing and speaking, I don't know. I probably got about nine full journals. Um, I got a half a written book. I got a partially started devotional. And all of them are in the making. And uh, I have some kind of timeline. One of them might have three years. One of them might have finished in five years. One say I might finish in October. But I'm working on all of them. The last thing I want you to do is I want you to walk, walk in integrity. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles being morally upright is the only right thing to do. Now, I'm sure I don't always get this right, but I take pride in it. And I need you to take pride in yourself. And don't put yourself in a position where others can perceive you differently. Do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do. I work really hard at trying to demonstrate integrity. My mom raised me that way. And there's many times when you come across a situation that you can get away with. It's a lot of times you come against situations where you can get away with it. But you got to have integrity. You got to have morals. And you got to know to do the right thing. Because karma is real. Whatever you put out is definitely going to come back. And being able to do the right thing, even when you can do the wrong thing. Is genuinely the right thing to do. 
So I want you to be genuinely honest and a kind person. And I want people to see it. When, I, when you arrive and you talk to people, people should be able to see what kind of person you are through your actions. I know as for me, I don't want to be perceived. Nothing other than a person who does the right thing and is kind and enjoys serving others. Now, don't think this stuff is all peachy keen. Is that the word peachy keen? Don't get, don't get, don't get all twisted and think you're going to go through this and it's going to be cool and smooth sailing because that ain't the case. There are times when, uh, when I find myself in a funk and I like to describe it and it's my own little description. It's called the funk cycle. And my funk cycle is spelled F-U-N-K. Is that funk? That's how you spell funk. Oh, well, I'm all right. <laughs> I thought I was spelling it F-U-N. Oh, I spell it F-U-N-C. That's why I spell it F-U-N-C, my bad. Why do I spell it like that? Because it's finding understanding in your chaos. How do you spell chaos? Okay, that's what I see, right? Oh, y'all, I'm all messed up. All right, let's go to the funk cycle. The funk cycle. Actually, it's just a place. When I find myself in a, in a dark place, um, I allow myself to visit the valley. And the valley is just somewhere down low where I'm able to think and I'm able to, um, what I call, Shed the things that are on me, on my, on my shoulders, the burdens that are on my shoulders. Um, I get to purge. I get to get out of my spirit all the negative thoughts and all the negative meanings and all the chitter-chatter that's in my head. And um, uh, I purge, I shed, um, I reflect, and then I emerge again. And when I come out, I come out as if I've um, washed off some of the crazy stuff that got me in that place. And I'm able to think and I'm able to motivate myself and I'm able to move forward. So there's nothing wrong with, with the funk cycle and going into the funk and visiting the valley. Once you go down there, you go down there and you breathe, and you shed everything out, and then you come back re-emerged, motivated, and ready to push through, walking in your calling, discovering your purpose, and serving others. I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. My pastor told me a story once. My pastor said he was in Iowa one time, right? He said he went to Iowa, and Iowa has this corn festival, right? And they take piles and piles and piles of corn and they put it in the middle of the city and visitor tours because it's a festival people come up and they pick corn and you, they take the corn and you could take it to any of the vendors and the vendors will make the corn any way you want to make the corn you want fried corn you got fried corn you want corn on a stick with butter and cheese however you want the corn they'll make the corn so as he's picking his corn the farmer who won greatest corn tapped my pastor on the shoulder and he said, hey, you know what? I grew my greatest corn in shit. You know, great corn. And my pastor was like, what? He said, I grew my greatest corn in shit. I grew it in manure. That's why I got the greatest corn. I was like, Wow. Grew your corn and shit. This is what I want to say to y'all. People, understand you're great because of the shit you've been through. All of the shit in your life, that shitty job, that shitty relationship, childhood. Greatness comes from all of that shit. Just understand shit happens. And it happens to us to elevate us. If you close your eyes and imagine, you will see that you're standing on top of that stuff. 
And all you got to do now is stump it out. So with that, understand you have a calling, you have a purpose. Seek your calling. Find your purpose. Put everything you have into it. Understand purpose comes from your passion. And once you find it, you'll know how to use it. You'll know how to serve others. And the more you serve others, the more you realize what a great feeling and um, it's something that's definitely going to make you grow. It's going to move you forward and you're going to have a great time because it's something that you love to do. So with that, what are you going to do when destiny chooses you? You're going to grasp it or you're going to run? Hey, I'm saying take the bull by the horns and run. Doing the one thing that you love to do. You're going to have a great time doing it. And in that, that way, you're going to start to live the life that you desire and the one that God designed for you. My name is Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill. You're listening to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. I'm on voiceamerica.com. We got two episodes down and we got 10 to go. I hope you guys return next week, same place, 5 p.m., voiceamerica.com slash empowerment channel. Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill, and you're listening to Get Ready. Get ready for your break. I'll see you guys next week. And on that note, have a purposeful day. Deuces. Thank you so much for listening. Get ready, get ready for your breakthrough can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your host, Felicia Hill, invites you to listen again next week and be sure to share your talents and gifts with someone you love every single day. Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarock Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E-Hill at gmail.com.